the hard shoulder on Newstalk with Nissan Subscribe and Drive. No deposit, no compromise, no fuss. Find out more at Nissan.ie. Whether it's getting fit or overcoming anxiety, lots of us can find it hard to summon the motivation to change and move away from our unhealthy behaviours. Well, here to discuss motivation, what that means, how we find it. Enda Murphy, the psychotherapist and director of CME.ie, Enda Motivation. The, the harder I look for it, the more elusive it gets. <laughs> well, you're absolutely right, because that's what happens. People think that motivation is a feeling, that if I want to do something, if I want it badly enough, I will magically get this motivation feeling and it'll make me go out and do it. And if I don't have this motivation feeling, then I can't go out and do anything. And of course, the opposite is actually the truth, because motivation is an action. It's not an actual feeling. So what we have to do is... Emotions are very fickle bedfellows because they we allow them to dictate our behaviour. And if we do that, it rarely brings us to very good decisions. So motivation is something that occurs when we have when after we've taken action. So if you just work on the basis that action precedes motivation, when we get something, we go through a period whereby we think everything is kind of all sorts, it's not great, It's I'm not enjoying it. It's like going to the gym. You're in torture for the first couple of weeks that you do it. But after you've done it for quite some time, gradually you start getting into the routine of it. And the more you get into the routine of it, the more you start to enjoy it, the more you get motivated to doing some more. But it's rare enough that you will get the motivation to do something before you've taken the action. And if you do, that's a bonus. But don't think that the only way you can take action is to get motivated first. Remember, action precedes motivation. Okay. So, yeah. yeah uh, well, I was just going to ask, yeah. So, so if, if the idea is that it's the routine almost that motivates us. Uh, Absolutely. H- how, how do we start that routine or how do we, I, I'm going to use the word, and maybe it is in the wrong context given what you've just told me, but how do we motor, motivate ourselves to change in the way we want? Well, to change is like a, like as I've often said change is like a car without a starting motor we have to push start every time we want to get going motivation we think is the starting motor that you turn the key and it doesn't work like that so actions tune your brain into thinking about doing it the hardest part is starting once you get the momentum going the action often becomes automatic. So nothing changes until something changes. So starting with big things you need to change, like running a marathon on your first day, you, it's not going to work. You've got to focus on making small changes in easy parts. So say I want to lose weight. Don't focus on trying to motivate myself to losing weight. Focus on maybe getting out for a five or 10 minute walk at the same time every day. And by starting small and keeping it simple, our confidence in being able to change gradually gets greater and greater. And when we suddenly grant, you start finding this magical motivation feeling. It's like the genie coming out of the bottle. Because eventually you will start feeling confident. So you have to keep your mind on the goal, but your eye on the floor. What's the next right thing to do? Like there's a lovely old Buddhist expression. You can't walk a thousand miles, but you can walk a mile a thousand times. So the next right step for you to take. So the next right step for me to take is I'm not feeling motivated. I haven't lost weight in the last couple of weeks. I'm starting to put a bit on. What's the next right thing to do? The next right thing to do is maybe take off the slippers, 
maybe put on my trainers and maybe go for a walk for five minutes. If I can't mm. go for 10 minutes, go for five minutes, go for two minutes. Even if you walk out to the gate and walk back again, the purpose is getting started. The more Once comfortable start... thing to do, though, is just to have another bag of crisps and watch the next episode. <laughs> well, it is, but then you pay the price. <laughs> As I find out most days, because what happens is, is that the only pain we encounter in life is the pain of change. An emotional change is virtually identical to physical change. So if I go to the gym and I haven't exercised for the last year and haven't done it properly, then the first couple of weeks are going to be an absolute torture. And that's the way it's going to be. And emotional pain is the exact same. Now, the biggest mistake I see people making is, is that we focus our results, we focus on how well we're doing by how we're feeling. So if, God forbid, because, you know what, I'm not trying to help people lose weight, I am dealing with things like depression and anxiety and people who are having to make change in their life. And they think, if I'm doing well, I'm doing good. If I'm feeling good, I'm doing well. And if I'm feeling bad, I must be doing something wrong. Now, if you take the basis that the only pain we encounter in life is the pain of change, the opposite is the truth. The worse you're feeling at the start, the better it is you're actually doing. And you're actually rewiring your brain. You're rewiring your brain into making different decisions. But it takes time. It's the same way as going to the gym, coming back, you know, doing all these little things. You're never going to kind of achieve it over one day. But if you think that, you know, oh, you know, I'm not motivated and I have a real problem with motivation. And if you think changing is too tough, then just consider this. There was a time that Kieran Cuddy, he thought that flares and white socks were cool, but he doesn't think that anymore. So how did you go from thinking that flares and white socks were cool and that they're not cool anymore? You had to change and you're changing every day. And how do you think you achieve that? So before you give up and, you know, and I kind of think about the next feature that comes along. Or, you know, the next problem that comes along. Look at the times you've just got out of bed and did what you had to do when every fibre of your being wants to stay in bed. That's real motivation. Motivation is easy when you want to do it. Real motivation is doing it when you absolutely don't want to do it. Are there certain people who find it easier to, to, to find that motivation? It, like, is it, is, is it a kind of a personality type thing? It's like, no, I just don't think it's a personality type thing. I think it's actually to do with uh, maybe practice. Do you understand? If I mm. want to be a good footballer and I practice, I'd probably become a fairly good footballer. So we kind of, we, you know, you solve the problem in the same way that you, 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 you kind of solve the problem in the same way that you grew it, by practice. So you had to practice making similar decisions to train your brain into putting on the slippers instead of the, the trainers or turning on the TV instead of going out and doing something. In the same way, you have to retrain your brain into doing something else. But it's, it works on the pleasure principle. As humans, we seek pleasure, we avoid pain. We want to just do, get something and we don't particularly want to have to, we want, don't want to have to work for it. So it's not a personality trait, it is a growth trait. It's something that we have to actually practice, all right? And you can either practice going, doing the right thing or you can practice doing the wrong thing, you know? And if you start doing that, okay, you know, you can find there, like a baby doesn't you know, understand what motivates us to change. So if change doesn't occur because we want something, it's usually because we don't want to be where we are. And the analogy I sometimes use is a baby doesn't cry when it soils its nappy. It cries when the nappy gets cold. So we don't cry when we soil our nappy. We cry when the nappy gets cold for us. And what do we want to do? We don't want to go out and change the nappy. We just want to warm it up a bit. So what we do is, ah, is that... Yeah, <laughs> so, we, so as adults, we are the same. None of us want to cause an accident. But what motivates you to slowing down is not 
to kind of to keep within the speed limits, but because there might be a camera van up ahead. So most of us try our hardest, you know, just to keep ourselves comfortable where we are than rather than just face the change. And it's only when the consequence of our behavior gets too great that we become necessary or we become willing to do the things that are necessary for us to do. And that's the way most of us are. Most people like this, but if you get into the habit of changing, doing what's right thing. And people who are good motivators, they can keep their mind on the long time goal, but they will most definitely keep their eye on the floor. And they keep their eye on what is the next right thing for me to do? What is the next right step? Ah, apologies to anybody who's trying to eat their dinner and is then uh, bashed over the head with the image of a baby, the idea of a baby stewing in cold waste. Anyway, um, what, what about, you know, the time it takes then to, to, to develop that healthy habit? Because lots of us, you know, we look at the window and we see the neighbour who goes off for their 5k, 10k runs a few times a week and we think, God, they find it so easy. I wish I found it as easy as them. Well, they're not actually fine as easy because if they go for a period of time that they don't get out of it, remember, the momentum gains once you actually start. So once you start to get into the momentum, your brain actually wires itself towards giving, you understand, doing all those things. All right. And the neighbor who's going out running their 10 miles, it's because their brain has acclimatized themselves in to, okay, it's seven o'clock in the evening, it's time to go out for the run. And they feel the benefit of it. So they're now at the stage where they're getting all this benefit out of it. But the mistake we normally make is we think, if I've done it, I should be getting the benefit immediately. No, you get the benefit. Remember, action precedes motivation. Once you have to take the actions. So, but if they say something happens, they break their leg, you know, or they injured themselves and they can't exercise for a month or two. What happens then? Do you understand? When they start off again, the first day back gets into a real difficulty. It's like if you go away on holidays, Kieran. You're, you know, you're kind of you you're used to getting up at a certain time, going to bed at a certain time, getting up at a certain time, going to bed at a certain time. You end up sitting around for, say, about two weeks doing sweet nothing, all right, because you're on holidays. What's it like your first day going back to work? It's always difficult getting up and focusing on going out the first day and the first two days. But within a couple of days, you get into the momentum again. Okay, so so for people then listening and uh, there is something about their lives they want to change, whether it is, like I said at the outset, getting fit or reducing anxiety, whatever it happens to be, it's understanding that what change doesn't happen overnight. Doesn't happen overnight. Focus on incredibly small things. Don't look at the, the big issues you want to do. Focus on doing some, pick something very, very small and just do it differently to how you did it yesterday. And that trains your brain into maybe doing something, coming out of your mm. comfort zone and getting into a zone whereby you can do something else. And uh, always a pleasure. Before I let you go, you have a talk this Thursday. Is that right? I have a talk starting if the people go on to ADHD Ireland. I'm giving the talk on living with the ADHD, both personally and professionally. If people go on to the ADHD website, follow the link and they can sign up for the talk. It will be starting off at seven o'clock. There you are. And a pleasure as always. Enda Murphy, the psychotherapist and director of CME.ie. 